Back to Happy, A Journey of Hope, Healing, and Waking Up is a small but powerful book about healing from one of life's greatest tragedies, the loss of a child. It's about love and sadness and being human. The nine lessons in Back to Happy are intended to be food for a broken but awakening soul. Healing from grief and loss is possible. Finding joy again is possible. Back to Happy in paperback, Kindle, and audiobook at Amazon.com. For more information, visit backtohappybook.com. Welcome to Happy Healthy You, the podcast. I'm Connie Bowman, and today I have an awesome guest. Jasmina Agrillo Sher is a spiritual pilgrim. She's a yogi. She's a mystic. She's a meditation coach. She's also a brain recovery counselor and a spiritual healer. She's spent more than 25 years inspiring people all around the world and teaching them how to access and use the power of their heart to impact consciousness. How cool is that? To impact consciousness, their health, their performance in life, creativity, and relationships. She has a new book called Mirror of My Soul, Sanctum of My Heart, and it's a spiritual memoir and an inspiring treatise on how heart resonance, intuition, and resilience can get us all past tough times and into, as she says, the thrive times. I love it. Jasmina, thank you so much for coming on the podcast to talk about your book. I'm excited to talk to you. Oh, thank you so much. And I I do this in honor of the unique talents and gifts every single one of us has. We all matter. Just like we, there's no single fingerprint that's the same. Our soul is imprinted in the same way. So I'm very, very happy and inspired to be here with everyone. Yes. And I love having these conversations. Yes. Um, Yeah. And every soul is so unique. So what a great way to start. Tell us why you wrote Mirror of My Soul. I was at a crossroads in my life. Now we have many crossroads in our lives. Yes, we do. Spiritual growth uh, is actually happens in a spiral. So we spiral up and then we level off. And we can level off for a while before we're ready to continue on. So I was at that point uh, back in 2012. Uh, I, I was had been living in L.A. for three years. And I I just I felt like I needed a, a new, uh, what do I want to say, a new growth spiral. But I didn't know where it would come in and how it would come in. So I was sort of hanging out in that in-between time of really wanting what I wanted was to understand where I need to go from where I've been and so I started waking up like at 3 a.m in the morning where passages were coming through me as in a book related to my past and I I knew then that I, I want to write a book. And I had been wanting to write a book uh, for quite some time. Uh, it have, in my book, Mirror of My Soul, Sanctum of My Heart, there's many synchronicity. It, we all have these synchronicities, but I had an amazing synchronicity. Uh, I lead into my book with this synchronicity. But I back in 2010, I had just returned from seeing uh, a South American healer. 
and I had flown into Melbourne to meet my fiance. So we were staying in this really small village up in the mountains outside of Melbourne called Callista. So I'm shopping in a little five and dime store and there's no one in the store except me, my fiance and the clerk. And so all of a sudden I'm, I'm just looking through these discounted shirts and I actually feel like a a sensation um, in my energy, on my field, on my skin. I turn around and there's a woman about a foot and a half away from me and she says, I have a message for you from spirit. Spirit wants you to bring your message out to the world in a bigger way than you ever have before. And so that, and she knew where I was in South America. She knew who I was with. It just absolutely blew me away. I had this like, uh, you know, when we have these amazing experiences, it's like my sense of time just went. There was no time. I was. I didn't know where I was, uh, and so I, I came out of that. It just, it, it, it affected me so deeply. And my question to spirit was, well, how? You know, what am I going to do? I don't know. I'm a, I'm a quiet person. I'm not someone who craves to be on the center of the stage at all. So I kind of held that uh, in my heart as a question. And so now it's a couple of years later, 2012, I'm in this transition, the book's coming through me. Again, I asked my spirit uh, connection, I need help with this. I've never written a book before. Mm -hmm. So I started Googling uh, and you know, getting getting somewhere with that, but still come, arriving into the same place, nothing clicks yet. I don't want a ghost writer. I, I, I don't have a whole lot of money behind me. So a friend called me up who I hadn't seen in years, another synchronicity, and she goes, oh, by the way, I'm writing a book. And there's this amazing author whisperer called Tom Bird. And she said, contact him. So again, you know, um, the reason why I'm, I'm going through this is the connection to spirit can be very specific mm -hmm. and we can be very real. So my... I said to my spirit, hey, you know, if this guy's for real, I call him on the phone. He's there and he talks to me. <laughs> and, and so that's what I did. He's right there. And we had an in-depth talk. And he said, Jasmina, you might have felt like this. you needed to write a book at 10 years old. I did. I tried to write a book when I was 10 years old. It was an extraordinary experience. In three months, I wrote 120 pages. Wow. I worked through school recesses, weekends, whenever I could, and it poured through me. He said, when you were 10 years old, it wasn't the time, but now's the time. And I'm going to help you channel this book through you. And that's exactly uh, what happened. So during the writing process, it took me a year and a half to actually publish the book uh, with his method of uh, channeling our voice uh, through, through the book. Uh, it can happen very quickly. Now, for me... It was happening quickly, but it could be, I wanted it to be faster and that's um, my personality. Uh, and so I would, I would, I had an amazing uh, frustration at times. And my spirit's answer to me was, you are still living the message of the book. When it's done, it's going to shut itself off just like a faucet. And that's what happened. So it was quite, it was a very healing journey. I wrote it for my own healing. I wanted to get the threads of my soul's lessons, message for me that's, that's there in my life. And it's also uh, to inspire the soul connection uh, in my readers' lives. I had an extraordinary meeting uh, with a woman uh, through a colleague, a healer, a coach, colleague, friend, 
said, this woman read your book and she wants to meet you. And so we met uh, in Los Angeles and she said she, the process of reading the book, she went, she had an out of body, very deep spiritual healing experience and she's uh, recovering from stage four breast cancer. Mm -hmm. It was the most uh, profound, sweetest uh, meeting uh, to connect with her. So um, that's a, the book is out there for, for that very purpose to yeah. connect us. Yes. Well, I love, I love that you talked about uh, the story of getting the book made because that's such a great example of how spirit comes to us and how, if we pay attention and in your book, it's great. You teach people how to pay attention to dreams and other signs of guidance yes. like you received, how to make life easier, less intimidating through heart resonance and heart time, how to recover from things like divorce uh, with grace, strength, forgiveness, and self-love, how to find inner strength, wisdom, and guidance. Don't we all need that? Yes. And then how to find resilience and buoyancy to thrive through and after the difficult times. I love that. Yeah. You say in, in your book that your mother was your first great teacher. Can you talk about that? Tell us why and what that's... She mirrored for me what I came in to heal in my life. I know that's kind of a contradiction isn't it you know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. if we have to learn forgiveness how do we learn forgiveness we we have to have something to forgive so i the experience of growing up with her uh, undiagnosed bipolar and mm -hmm. uh not treated until quite recently at the age of 79 which is i'm so happy about that it's okay mm -hmm. I, you never know when it's going to happen sure. but i i had really self-esteem uh, issues, of course. I had anxiety to work through, uh, abandonment issues, trust issues, and forgiveness issues as well. So that's, that's my soul's task. So she mirrored that for me. Uh, and I want to say what saved me then, saved my identity, was the inner connection, the soul connection. Mm -hmm. And that has always been... Uh, very, very real for me. We all have that. That was my ace, you see, <laughs> my deck of cards. That was it, you yeah. know. And so that that saved me. Uh, in and I had a, a sense in that spiritual connection that I was safe there. It was beautiful, blissful. I felt angelic uh, beings around me, enveloping me through the very painful. Uh, experience in the chaos of my childhood but my task however is to bring that uh beautiful compassionate uh miracle frequencies into my daily life sure sure live it so can, can you talk that. a little bit about that you know there's so much uh discussion about the wounded healer and how we're yes. the wounded healers are the best healers and so many people have had uh, difficult childhoods. Do yes. you believe that a difficult childhood opens us a little bit more to spirit? Can you? What do you think about that? I kind yes. of feel like it. Uh, it can in many ways. It can. It also can take you deeper down into that spiral too. Sure. I guess it just depends on your own destiny. Can you recall your first memories of your connection to spirit? Yes. How old were you? And, and oh my gosh, so describe my it. first connection. I was really uh, very young. Well, my memories go back to like being one and a half. But the conscious experience, I would say, because there's a difference 
uh, being conscious of it and being when we're younger, we, we're living in it. So the, I'm going to say conscious. So that would be uh, at the age of around seven. Oh, and okay. um, back then, uh, the moms put us all to bed. I lived in, I was in Boston. We had this, we lived in this three-story building. The mothers were so stressed out. I can totally understand it. 6.30, we were in bed. Uh, and oh we would stick our get out of bed, stick our heads out the window, and shout up and down the you know the floors, you know our kids and parents would come in and say you'd get really upset with us and get get us back in bed. But it started with that, and um, I just would lay in bed. I was so bored, and I would play a game of what if I had never existed before? Mm. What would that be like? And that took me into this vast emptiness, blackness space. And then from there, I started, I could I could hear singing at times and I could travel out uh, with my consciousness and hear my parents talking in the other end of the house, like I was in the room with them. And it, it did scare me a little bit and because I didn't understand it. I didn't have that anyone in my life to say, oh, Jasmina, this is, you're having a, um, you know, this is a super conscious out of body. You're very amazing spiritual experience. So I didn't have that, but I trusted it. And I felt as I was loved uh, with those beings around me in that space. So that I would retreat there many times. It's a great gift uh, to me. Yes, yes. And you say that your spirit connection sort of went underground during your teenage years. Can you yes. describe what that felt like or, or yes. didn't feel like? <laughs> <laughs> didn't feel like it. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, when I think of it, I, I was probably clinically depressed by the age of uh, 13. Yeah, what teenager isn't probably. <laughs> right, right, yes. And I I was depressed. If we all remember when uh, John Kennedy was assassinated, yes. you know, seven yes. years old. Okay, so I'm 13. It was during that time uh, Martin Luther King was assassinated, Robert Kennedy, the chaos in my life. My best friend had a nervous breakdown. Uh, so I, I felt completely abandoned. I felt that God, if there's a God, has abandoned us. We're insane, left, and he's left us to our own devices. And so I, I started um, drinking at an early age when we, when we could get alcohol, you know, when our parents were away. So I was about 13. So I really liked alcohol. It really helped uh, with, you know, sort of ease the pain of that abandonment. And um, by the time I was in college, then it was uh, marijuana. So between the two, and I'm a sensitive person. I, I need to eat really good food. So I, if I don't, I get sick. I had allergies. So I, by the age of 19, I was really ill most of the time, uh, staying up late at night, working um, like till 4 a.m. and so forth. But one day, I, I one morning, I woke up at dawn, and there was a spirit being in my room, I kid you not, mm. and it was lit up by this dawn light, and he tra- gave me a transmission. Uh, that's in the book. You can read about it. Yeah. It affected me so deeply. I could not feel fear in this being's presence. as a male being because of the love that was there. It wasn't even possible. To, the, the field of love is extraordinary. And he gave me advice to start getting myself together to take care of myself. So that launched me into energy healing, exploring that, um, that I am loved, that I'm not alone in the universe. It took me 10 years, though, to uh, come to the realization I needed to give up the substance abuse because I have an issue with that. And so I did. 
So, but, so would you say that visitation was what brought the connection back? Yes. That you had lost? Wow. That's cool. I mean, how many of us get, we all want that visitation. Oh, I want it. I mean, why can't it just be easy? You know, instead of these little hints that are dropped here and there, I just, you know, what a gift. Well, thank you. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I always think that I'm probably a tough nut to crack, honestly. Oh, okay, so you, you need the you need the big uh, bang on the head, I guess. I do because, yeah. well, see, that's the thing. Our spiritual connection, our personalities are okay, you know, uh-huh. and our spiritual connection is going to work with the personality that we have. I tend to, I mean, our sign, I tend to like wait forever to decide I'm going to do something sometimes, you know? Uh, and I'm sort of like, and I'm thinking of my growing up in the Christian background of the Doubting Thomas story yes. related to Jesus. I'm kind of like that. I ponder, I think, I wait. And so, um, you know, that's, it's okay. It's so it's, that's what's really amazing is that um, our personalities are okay. Yeah, yeah. And spirit's yeah. going to come through one way or the other. Yeah. Oh, sure. The- one of the themes that runs through your book is that we live in a multi-dimensional reality. I wonder if you can talk about what that means and how how does that how do we how do we deal with that? <laughs> I find that I mean I the power I, of the heart. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, the multi-dimensional connection. I've I've explored many spiritual traditions, many uh, teachers, done lots of travel in my life. You'll get a sense of that in the book. Uh, well, we the I want to talk about the heart time in relation to the quantum experience. We know we live in quantum reality. I mean, we kind of know that inside, you know, um, and we get we get hints of that all the time through various synchronicities in our life. But even quantum physics, I mean, that really laying out uh, has proven yes, we do live in this reality. But what I would talk about, heart time, what I had to experience uh, is, uh, it's not to digress too much here, when I I had to recover from a very uh, devastating uh, brain tumor surgery back in 2001. And through a lifetime of, uh, up until then, many practices, studies, travels, etc., um, I started experiencing the field of the heart in my own meditations, and I was seeking uh, to use that in some way in my teaching. So at that time, uh, I had been uh, teaching meditation yoga, and uh, what happened to me was in that surgery, I had a nerve throughout the surgery and throughout acute recovery, I was living in this divine uh, light I had an out of a near death experience that stayed with me, but it blew my heart field open. And I was actually seeing, uh, because I was so devastated from the surgery, I had to learn how to walk again. I could hardly speak. Uh, you can imagine I had some trauma. I had cognitive issues to go through too. But the, what, when I felt any kind of stress, uh, my heart, I could feel the reaction of my heart and what it was doing to my brain. I actually could see this connection physically in my body. Um, likewise, when I felt gratitude uh, for uh, the, the community really came in and helped me and my whole family. So people would come into my room helping in various ways. When I, that, I saw my heart light up and 
create the stream of light directly up into my brain. So I was learning what I call 101 experience of how to use the power of my heart and the effect that stress, our thoughts and emotions have on our body. So I started using that in my own way. Um, in my near-death experience, I, I, I was seeing the future that I would be doing today, that I would receive help to step into that future, whatever training I need, the money would be there. So I was in that light uh, experience. Uh, as I said, it lasted several months in my re- acute recovery. So someone did come into my life, to make it a short story, uh, who connected me to the work that the folks uh, of HeartMath Institute were doing at that mm, time yeah. related to the heart. I contacted them. Uh, I started working on myself, and their those their their techniques of heart math. They gave me the math, the psychological math, so to speak, uh, to use the power of the heart in very very simple, very quick way. So I developed my own case study. I got off all of the um, all of the meds I was on. Every single one. It took me about a year and a half. Seizure meds, pain meds, uh, you name it. I was I got off all of them. But what I, I was experiencing the miracle connection, uh, how quickly we bring in those frequencies, the spiritual frequencies or the positive emotions with our intention, with our prana, our breath, uh, it very quickly uh, brings in uh, those, what I call the, the fifth dimensional frequencies, which are miracle frequencies to change uh, really everything in our physiology and in our environment. Okay. So I do want to say to be in hard time is very, uh, was what really healed me. And you're saying heart, to, just to clarify, heart. you're saying heart, H E A R T, not hard yes. time. <laughs> heart time. Heart. I want to just, I want to just stop there for a second because do you feel like the heart is the portal to the multi dimension, to the to the fifth dimension? Yes. Um, okay. Yes, exactly. Maybe you can talk about that a little bit because it's funny that we're talking today because I've really been focusing on my meditations much yeah. more on the heart center. Uh-huh. Um, maybe you can talk about the power of the heart to uh, open okay. us to different worlds and then how we uh, can how we can personally tap into that energy okay i'm getting my whole bodies all the hair on my bodies are standing oh, on good. end right now uh, such a i just i'm feeling this connection uh, with you actually right now and 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 even really the listeners that are going to be coming in mm-hmm. uh, it's so the heart connection is really i'm going to go right to this actually okay. good Okay, the heart connection is actually very simple. It's easy to get there, but it's a process of consciously living um, in this frequency. So the easiest way to begin to tap into getting there is to make contact with uh, the special field of the heart. And that's, we're talking about, uh, we're talking about the energetic heart, but we're actually talking about the physical heart too. So the really the first step is to, uh, come out of your thinking mind and have your awareness at your heart. Okay, so the physical location of the heart is where the awareness yes. goes. That's yes. why I, I want you to break it down for me because I, I sometimes I try to tap into it and I'm like, I just, I'm not sure I get it. So it can't be that hard. <laughs> it's not. It's not a thinking thing, but we do have sure. to put our intention there. Okay. Intention, okay, intention is an, it's an aspect of brain or mind function. It's called will. Right. Okay. Um, so you want to you want to have the intention, but you want to have the 
the chutzpah, what they call sure. my husband. We're, we're a blend of Christian and Jewish tradition, so I use this word. But he, uh, you want to put your eagerness there. When I go, that's what it's like. It's like when little kids are doing their 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 play. There's they're totally immersed in it, but they're eager. So you want to have a genuine uh, sincerity of eagerness uh, when you want to be in the in this luscious field of the heart frequencies, the miracle frequencies of the heart. So re- it can help to put your hand on your heart. Okay, I'm doing that now. Yes, and just feel that this is your special connection. This is um, this is miracle connection. And just have your awareness there. And you can have your eyes open or closed. doesn't matter. If you want to close them, it's good. And just initiate. There's the contact. There's the awareness. I'm in the heart. My, my son came home one day when he was eight because he started uh, using his heart power since he was a little boy with me. And he came home and he said, you know, Mama, I had today... My eye was on my heart watching everything I was doing today. And I thought, oh, that's great, Ian, you know? That is uh, cool. So, yeah. So just imagine that consciousness is alive. There's an eye or flower. Or it's, it's there. It's open as a portal for you. And it's a portal of compassion, joy, gratitude, wisdom, etc. And also uh, the heart is, uh, maybe you can articulate this a little bit better than I, but it's really the center of the chakras. So it's sort of the connection yes between spirit and our earthly existence. Is that is, is that a good way of saying it? Yes, exactly. We're here to bring these uh, miracle frequencies into the physical. Okay. So yeah. how, how does the heart work if we bring our awareness to this heart, this heart time? How does this work to sort of transmute the spiritual, to bring it in, and also to bring the energies from the... the it's. I don't know. It to me, it me. It's like heaven on earth, like yes. in the heart center. I do want to say that it, regarding the science of the heart is is really phenomenal right now. It's very big research. Yes, yes. to really go into the science, um, go to heartmath.org and there's lots of uh, scientific research. Yeah, they can actually measure yeah. the the frequencies of the heart. Yes, the magnetic. The field of the heart too. is. I'm not is many many times powerful than the brain field. It in cover encases the whole the electromagnetic field of the heart. It's like a casing over the whole human system. Mm, it's so fascinating. Yes, it yeah, yeah. You guys, if you haven't checked out the Heart Math Institute, definitely go to their website. Yeah, I mean they they were able to prove the non-local connection of the heart to time, uh, heart to time that we have. Like if someone close to us. Uh, is not with us and something happens to them, we get a nudge. The heart actually reacts and they were able to prove that. So interesting. So yeah. so you had this uh, revelation and you learned about this, the power of the heart during your near-death experience. Then when you went through your divorce, tell us how this helped you get through it and, and how you're bringing this now to help others heal through yes. similar traumas. The heart, our heart connection will always guide us in compassion, joy, fulfillment. That's, that's our soul connection. That's why we're here. And I, in going through the divorce, I wanted that healing. I wanted to create a new life. And I needed to release my former husband. I needed to, to clear that. So that's a process. So my heart guided me exactly how to do that. I had to reach out to the community too, um, as a as a 
coach and healer, I always have mentors. It's so important because we are always infinitely growing within the field of the heart. Mm. There's no end. It continues on after our body. I mean, our energy doesn't die. We know that from quantum physics anyway. So we, we just go on and on and on. So I just want to, I just want to say that, that we're always growing. Uh, so I, I partnered up with my heart to really clear and, and do and forgive and release. And I got help from the community. When I moved to LA, um, after meeting uh, a soul, my soulmate, when I lived in Maine, he lived in the LA, uh, I got into, I got involved with, a a divorce uh, recovery group uh, and went through that process. It was just, it was so helpful and so healing. But as I said, it's a process of creating the new life and releasing the past so that you can attract what is best for you. Yeah. And and how do we keep from closing down the heart in situations of trauma and suffering and pain? The heart through the, when you, when you start working with the power of your heart, um, I do want to say that I have. Uh, you can contact me um, after after the show, and I'm offering a fifty percent discount off my mini and full guidance sessions. Okay. So, so we. Um, you don't even have to. You can just go through PayPal, make your payment. I will co- immediately contact you. We'll set up a time, and I will start. Uh, we'll start working with your power of the heart, like. And we'll give that information at the end of the, the yes, podcast. Yes, that'd be great. Okay. But, um, to go back to that, um, that it's we partner with our heart, and it's a skill we have. We start listening for the guidance and following through. That's how we do it. Okay. So you build up a trust. Now the mind, the ego mind, wants to partner with the heart. They work together. It's very important. So what's happened in our culture is that we become so head oriented that. Uh, this is our task, really, really of, of the whole human race and the planet is to bring in those heart frequencies because every people we're so pol- polarized right now, you know, sure. all over the world. So very mm-hmm. important. But that's the step, um, the beginning steps. Now, this seems like it might be a little counter uh, counter to the heart, but you mm-hmm. help people to build resiliency. Yes. Um, it doesn't seem like they necessarily go together. You want to talk about why it's important to build this resiliency and uh, how the heart plays into that. Okay. Ask the cup, what is resilience, you know? Right. Uh, resilience is being able to, to thrive through the challenging times, but you want to have enough energy so that you can thrive. You want to feed what is energy and how do I feed that into my body, into my physiology? So this is what the, uh, where the heart comes into that. It very quickly brings this amazing harmony and balance to every cell of your body. But you're working directly with those spiritual uh, intelligences, which give you resilience. Hmm. So you, uh, you find your hidden well of wisdom, your self-love, your capability, your endurance, and living that as well. Uh, and so what you get is you, you, you infuse yourself with health uh, and vigor and passion. You learn to quickly get beyond setbacks. You, you learn to address the causes of stress in your life. You look to your, your heart connection to live a healthy, healthy, peaceful existence. Self-confidence, think more clearly. Uh, it affects you very deeply uh, 
in your Thai physiology, how to be flexible with changing uh, conditions and release resistance. That flexibility is very important. Mm-hmm. I call it, it's mm-hmm. called heart flex. Huh? Heart flex. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> the bands of my heart are in heart flex. I'm going to, I can, I can play with that in my consciousness. I say, okay, I can, I can flex. I can flex. You know? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, I can see your point of view. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Sure. <laughs> So, so many people suffer with depression and anxiety these days. And can the help, can entering the sanctum of the heart also help with that? Yes. Um, when I went through the divorce recovery process, I, I was, I couldn't, it was hard to even get through the grief, the incredible grief that was coming through. That's, we're not expecting that when we're going through a divorce. That you, yeah, you want to get out of the marriage, but you still, there's a heart connection to that person and there's this grief that comes out, the disappointment, all of it. Like someone, like the person died, it's same process. And uh, I was so grieved that I could just like, I, I would sit, I took up knitting at the time. I couldn't meditate. I was too traumatized. But I would like, I'd be sitting there knitting and I'd be taking like a little heart breath. <laughs> okay, it's like, okay, I can stay in my heart. My heart's helping me. And so it's like being a little kid uh, in a sense of my heart's my mother and I'm sitting on her lap and I'm crying and I'm just taking these heart breaths and, and it's, it's going to be okay. Uh, but well, when you're in the field of the heart, the griefing process happens in a more balanced way for you. Mm. So you don't go off the top in it. So it was teaching me to surrender even more throughout my day. All I... I, all, that's all I could do. Okay, okay. Um, you know the spiritual connection. I'm breathing today. I mean, I'm in the I'm in the gratitude frequencies, and that's all I can do. I can't really feel it, but my intention's there. So the intention actually sure. uh, took me through it. That's all you have to do, because it is a process. It really took, uh, I would say, about a couple of years. I had a long time marriage that I, you know, yeah. had to let go of. So. So finding yes. finding that sense of self love within the heart is one of the yes. most powerful things to overcome for me anyway for the yes for any trauma yes well said Connie because yeah. that's really that's the essence the self love that's where that it starts going. anyway I feel like yeah thank you uh, it's so important and it's something that's a lifetime because of experience of growth for us because without that self-love how can we really truly love another right right yeah thank you that's so beautiful so with all this work that you've done on yourself you say that your soul connection actually helped heal your family's lineage can you just talk about how that how that works in a yes As we are living in the quantum reality, no energy is ever wasted, right? right. (laughs) So whatever, um, I had a practice for many years, uh, a daily practice of uh, offering my spiritual practice to my family's lineage to help them heal. So we know we can do this non-local. It's already been proven. You could Google uh, DNA healing, for instance. You have a lot of fun with that. Uh, So we can do that. And when we are in heart time, we can get there through various states of other spiritual practices, intention, prayers, etc. There's no one way to do this. So 
Uh, but when we get there, we are in non-local time where past, present, and future does not exist. It's all simultaneous, which is another yeah. concept that's really hard to grasp. But yeah. Yes. You, you can't think of it. You can just be it. Okay. okay. Don't <laughs> so, think. Just be yeah. at heart. Okay. So when you're there, yeah, you're affecting at the DNA level um, the past, present, and future. Now, the souls that are going to be coming in under that, are they... They're coming in with already having this the, the, the benefits of your practice. For instance, quite recently, my son is now 20 years old. He's in college. He said to me, you know, Mama, I don't have self-esteem issues like you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and I said, well, you know, Ian, I made sure you didn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's very confident, and he's a very powerful person because of of that uh, centeredness and confidence that he has. So, yeah, we can do that. We are doing that. However, we each have our own path as well. So we can help do that, but we can't heal it all. It's up to those souls too, sure. and their relationship to the divine. You know what I'm fascinated by? I've read that uh, different places, that one person who's really tapped into this heart space or this higher frequency of the heart can affect thousands maybe even millions of people with their peace and their love can you can you articulate that in a more uh, scientifically based way for me yes yes well as we say energy is alive so we have different every thought and every emotion we have has an energy frequency right so i'm going to say this so for instance uh the spiritual frequency say of contentment is very different than, uh, say, exuberance, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or, this, or passion. Okay. Uh, so you can, when you're working with it, I can help you with that, you know, after we, we can go there after the show. But uh, you can learn to bring in any frequency you need in your life at the time. Say it's focus, for instance. These are attitudinal frequencies. Like I'd, I'd have to drive in L.A. on traffic. I live most of my life in Maine. You can imagine what that's like for me, having to get on six, seven lanes. So I, for me, it's like... <laughs> it's quite a different I'm, quite a I'm breathing in calm and breathing out, breathing in focus, breathing out calm. So I'm connected to those frequencies as I'm driving. Okay. And, and, and it's so simple, so practical. So using that as an example, say you're driving in traffic and you're bringing in those frequencies through the heart, Yes. Uh, coming into hard time, you're breathing in calm, contentment, peace. Yes. Are, yes. We, are you affecting those other drivers on the road? Absolutely. Okay. Oh, yeah. We have like, I mean, people in LA, they don't even signal. They're changing. <laughs> they don't know. signal. They're right in front of you. And, and it's like, oh, my God. And so there are times like, or someone's tailgating me, and I will just send a loving message through my non-local heart and say, um, please, um, I would appreciate uh, for you to back off for me right now. Thank you. <laughs> and they do. <laughs> Usually. <laughs> and that, Or if they're not, I have to really pump it out more or, or change, get out of the lane. But you know, so it's like you're you're using yeah you're using your it's a practical intuitive intelligence that i'm consciously connecting to so yeah i might need to get out of that lane you know someone this this person might not get it but most of the time they do and they back off a little bit so but you have to like 
Well, the key is you have to get over your own anger reaction. Yes. You know? Okay. Here's a great, here's another example. And this is one I'm not proud of, but yesterday I was <laughs> flying, I was in an airport and the TSA agent, you know, I had TSA pre, I was all excited. I didn't have to take my yeah. shoes off, didn't have to do anything. And I walked through and they, they said they detected some metal on my body. And I'm like, what? Well, I have a zipper and my pants, whatever. So exactly. she's like doing, going all over, you know, just looking yeah. for something and yeah. just being sort of rude with me. And I didn't, I was in a hurry to get to my flight and I, I wasn't very conscious and I was definitely not in my heart center. And I know, yeah. so talk about how I could have flipped that and changed the whole energy of that um, situation. Cause I know I'm, I'm mad at myself for not doing that. Oh, okay. <laughs> you have to befriend your madness. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was yeah. I was just not like, conscious at yesterday. Yeah. So yeah. kind of like when my son was a naughty little boy, you know, or our pets get kind of you just kinda you'd befriend it like mom. Okay. <laughs> and okay. you and and just yeah, befriend it with, with compassion and understanding. And uh you can even at that time uh, re uh live the scene in your memory and fill it with your compassion. And that oh. will help that other person non locally. They may not be conscious of it, but they're uh, their soul will be. Oh, okay. So maybe I can change the energy of yesterday's yeah. uh, negativity that I created or I perpetuated yes. <laughs> with my... And then it's okay. really fun to partner up with your spiritual intelligence and say, hey, remind me when I need to, when I'm getting like this again, so I can kind of come back to you and you're going to help me and you know, I'll move through this moment. Oh, that that's that would be great. I love that idea. So oh, I need to I work you? with you so I can. I can, um... <laughs> can I tell you a little story? Yes, about? absolutely. Okay. This sort of illustrates what you went through. But um, one time I was coming out from one of my uh, retreats at HeartMath, flying back from California. No, I was at, I was at the airport in I don't know, San Jose or something. And so I went I went in to have like a a, a lunch. And the person that waited on me was so rude. You know, I mean, what I'd say, like, just sort of grouchy and, and, and kind of rude. And then all of a sudden, I recognized, oh, God, I'm really mad. What is makes me mad? Um, and so, and then I felt that, you know, like you wanted just like, uh, you know, this thought, like, I'm not going to leave her a tip, you know. And, and then all of a sudden, okay, I, I, I befriended my reaction. And I shifted to my heart and I asked myself, well, I, I made contact with her and I thought, oh my God, she doesn't like this job. She doesn't have very much money. She's depressed. And so I, I said, well, okay, how can I shift that? And then I thought, and so then I did, I, I left her, um, I, I left her, her tip was almost equal to what I paid for my breakfast wow. lunch. That was generous, yeah. And I got up from the table. She saw that money, and she just lit up. She go, She said, is that for me? Oh. I said, yeah. And she goes, oh, thank you so much. And I said, you have a beautiful day. And that that's a story of shifting it. That, that's a great example. That's a really great example. So if people want to work with you, you have this special offer that you mentioned earlier. Give us the information uh, about that and also where they can find your book. And then I, I would like, I wonder if you could give us the gift of taking us into a short meditation into the sanctum of our heart. Could you do that at the end? So we okay. leave everyone with this beautiful vibration as we sure. as we wind up this podcast. So give us all your information now, and, okay. we'll, and then we'll okay, great. We'll do that. 
Okay. Uh, you, my site, um, you could go into my homepage uh, to get information about uh, my mini and full guidance sessions. Uh, and so uh, you'll get the discount that comes with that. My site is jasminaagrilloshare.com. And I'll spell it out, J-A-S-M-I-N-A, Jasmina Agrillo, A-G-R-I-L-L-O, Agrillo, Share, S-C-H-E-R-R, JasminaAgrilloShare.com. There's two A's in the middle there. Uh, and... Let's let's go for it. Let's do the meditation. Okay, and also the book. Let's talk about the a book. book. It's yes. available uh, all the regular places, Amazon. Okay. And... Yes, my book, uh, Mirror of My Soul, Sanctum of My Heart. You can buy directly off my site. I have uh, four different ebook versions there as well. I okay. have guided meditations uh, on my store on my site so there i have what i call bundles for the book the guided meditation cds i have one uh special one uh, for this time of year where you can have a sacred heart experience with saint francis in his cave oh it's awesome beautiful. i love so, him yes. <laughs> so go there for that um and the book is available on amazon as well oh, and it's a kindle version with that but oh, i okay. come to my site to be yeah. you just uh, i wanted to make sure it. we got that in i know you're excited to get to the meditation yeah. <laughs> no, okay. okay so the um i don't have cds off my site it's they're mp3s they're easy to download oh, once so much easier yes they're great. okay great yeah. okay. okay so let's um let's um get comfortable wherever you are and for this uh i would like you to close your eyes And make a shift, just put your hand on your heart, make contact with your special soul miracle connection that is your heart, complete love acceptance. And gently, with a slower rhythm, breathe into that field of your heart. In, breathing in, that connection, that beautiful light. So I'm going to give you a pink light in this guided meditation. That self-acceptance, that beautiful pink light. Gently breathing that in through your heart. Let it come into every cell of your body. Breathing it out. Clearing any disease throughout your body. Letting that be breathed out to this tremendous golden pink field of absolute love. And you're breathing that in. Every cell of your body, breathing it out. Feeling it expand into every cell of your body, the space, the clearance. Breathing that in. That love, that self-acceptance, that beautiful pink light, breathing it out to your field around you, engulfing you like an egg. Beautiful pink, golden light. Stay in your heart, breathing this in and out. Any thoughts? Emotions come in. Just let the light, that light of grace, 
and fold those thoughts. Just let them wash them away. You are completely safe and protected in this field. You can breathe this comfort, this self-acceptance, this unconditional love that is you anytime during your day today. When you have any worry thoughts, any anxiety, you just shift into this field of your heart with your breath. Just the attitude of knowing you are loved. That's all it takes. Take a shift. Take 30 seconds. Breathing in the heart and out. Three breaths. It's just a breath away. And before we close, ask your soul self, your spiritual intelligence, what do I need today? And act on that. Listen, wait for the answer. Stay focused in your heart. What is your message for me today? You can expand on this now in other, your other days. You know, if you have a specific issue, you very quietly, you want to be trained to your heart. Wait and listen and stay with your, the flow of breath in and out of the heart. Thank you so much. Take this wonderful, gorgeous, unconditional love that you are throughout your day and all that you do and keep using it. Thank you so much, Jasmina. That was a beautiful meditation. I could actually feel my heart just kind of growing and sort of reaching out to everyone. So that was beautiful. Thank you so much. I hope everyone really enjoys your book and gets a chance to work with you. And thank you so much for coming on this podcast and sharing your beautiful heart with all of us. Thank you so much. It's been such an, an inspiration for me too. Everybody, I'm Connie Bowman. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I love talking to you and I hope you're enjoying them too. If you're a regular listener, you know that I love yoga and I've recently become a teacher. There's so many healing benefits to mind, body, and spirit that happen when we come to our mats on a regular basis. And that's why I've created a new journal called Messages from Matt. It's an inspirational journal for yogis. It's a beautiful journal illustrated by the talented and uber-creative Sherry Glover with a few messages from Matt that I've received, but mostly it's a place to record your own inspirations, feelings, and even notes from your practice. Maybe there's a pose you'd like to work on at home. Here's a place to take notes. Studies have found that journaling increases physical health, improves emotional well-being, and boosts the immune system. So put it together with yoga and you can't go wrong. It's a great holiday gift idea for the yogi or yogini in your life. Pair it with a new yoga mat, a gift card for a favorite yoga studio, or an eye pillow for Shavasana. Messages from Matt is available at Amazon.com or just click the link in the podcast show notes. 